Heyo. Um, I think I accidentally or on purposely, I don't know, but a lot's been clicking lately. And I know that that's because once you get to know things flow <laughs> and we're going to break that down a little bit because I just realized like, so in local, all of our curriculum, everything that we do is built on this idea of test, build, expand, right? This idea that entrepreneurship is not one blanket venture where you can just teach from that place. There are phases to it, right? And so what I realized during this podcast is that the same structure applies to my coaching <laughs> when I'm working with people. Um, you know, and I don't know that it's a coach, it's a partner, it's a guide, I don't know, but um, intuition coaching. Either way, when we're chasing our dreams, the same three steps apply, but they're not test, build, and expand. They're accept, believe, and know. And the problem is most self-help gurus are showing up in the believe and know because, well, how do you get someone to get there, to get to believing? Well, if we just tell them that if they say the same words or they write on the post-it notes or they put up the posters or they buy my planner with super motivating advice, They'll certainly change their life, but we are just scratching the surface because words don't work. I'm going to say it. I'm going to write it right now. Words don't work. This is one of my founding principles. Words don't work, right? They don't. They're not enough. We have to have experiences that back that. And so everything that I do with, with my business and my coaching business definitely takes the back road to everything that I have done so far. Um, but everything that I do is experience first, right? So what is the first experience and how am I creating a new one? Because if I just give you words on a sheet of paper, that's not enough. Why? Because words don't work. You can tell me everything that you're going to do, but if I see no proof of a new experience in existence, I don't believe you for a second, right? We don't believe people until we see proof. That's why we call references. That's why we look for proof under the words that they're saying. We don't accept the interview, right? We look for proof because words don't work. And so, yeah, I think I kind of just figured out how I would actually coach people through this. And I will be launching a coaching program. And I know that I've said that before, but I don't think I've ever been at this place to actually be able to mobilize that. Um, but because of all of the work that I do and all of the hands, places that my hands are in, and the fact that anyone who launches or plans to open a local um a local in their community they get this coaching as a part of that um there will probably be about five slots for a year coaching program um it will be very 
exclusive for that reason. Not because like, listen, if I could do this all day, what? Help people do their dreams and help them get to a place where they actually do them? Like, yes, please. Um, but I can't. Like, not only do I do this coaching and consulting, I also run local, <laughs> right? Um, I also happen to have a nonprofit um, that I own and run, and then I, I speak. Uh, and so, yeah, I think there will probably be about five slots because there are right now about four people that are working on building taking the step to agree to build their own local. And so I'll have those four people and then the five that join that. Um, and yeah, crazy, but super cool. And we just found the things that we stand for in the way that we enforce that. Okay. Uh, I think you'll be interested to learn more about this. Let's go. Hey, you're on this journey, on this season five vibe, and everything season five, as I'm forecasting what it will look like, is all about settling into the being, the knowing, transitioning from believing to knowing, and fine-tune correcting what that looks like, and just living. And we started out this show, you know, really thinking that this was going to happen overnight. And one of my greatest accomplishments of all of this will be just continuing on and showing an example, a real life example of what it looks like to turn your life around. And so if you're just happening upon this show in season five, you should know there are four other seasons that have followed me on this journey this journey of turning my life around, this journey of finally getting to this place where I wasn't angry and spiteful and hateful and ego-driven. It really follows all of that. So you can go back to the start. What I will caution you is that it is unedited and pure and raw. And I was still very much in that ego hate phase of my life and it's all lived out loud and this whole journey has been lived out loud in truth so you will hear me venturing into businesses that if you follow the link that i am promising you will be there you will end up lost you are not going to get there just know that um but it's it's all about that journey. It was real. It was real right then. That business I was developing, that program, that course, that whatever, it was real. And this is all real. This is me living my life out loud so we can all do our dreams. Heyo, welcome to the Death of Dream podcast, where we do dreams. And I know, right? What a complicated name. <laughs> what? The Death of a Dream, but we do dreams? Like, listen, it's intentional. <laughs> That's the starting point. 
you know? Um, that's the launch pad, essentially. Where are we trying to go? Means standing face to face with where we are right now. And having a moment with it. And like, that's exactly where my story picked up. That's exactly where I set my trajectory to completely change my life. And trust me, my great thing is just going to be proof of that. <laughs> but the death of a dream, the willingness to sit in the shit, right? Sit in it. Look around. Say the things that you have been avoiding. Like... Um, the second that that dream didn't happen, I dialed it in. I thought that I deserved less in life. Oh, that's not your story? Okay, let's try this one. The second that life didn't work out for me, I decided I just must not be one of those people. And I have been accepting that assignment into adulthood happily i'm just not special and so non-special people do unspecial things and that's not true right and when i think about how you develop a person past that that's the starting point coming to terms and I would love to have a beautiful, wonderful podcast name that's like, uh, change your life because you deserve it. Do your dreams because that's what we want you to do. That's a, Those are both terrible podcast names, right? But like, it should be something inspiring. But I, I want you to sit with the reality right from the start. This is no BS. This is this is not a show about pumping you up so you go after your dreams. This is a show about actually going after your dreams and what it actually takes. This is proof. You know? And if I never got there, guess what? I would have looked like a crazy idiot calling her shot, saying I'm going to go after my dreams five years ago and recording and documenting every single day since that decision right? That would have been crazy if we never got there. And that certainly was a risk the whole time. Still is a risk. I don't know where we're going, you know? But I know that I want this documented. And I know that putting in front of you the, the reality is the only way to get you there. And so I wish that it could be this bright, fun-filled, thing. I think that's why it is bright. It's like a very complicated branding, right? But I think that's the reality. A lot of times we look at the bright side, we're, we're constantly forced into this toxically positive narrative that we are told we are supposed to maintain. And I think that that narrative is great, right? Like we do have to keep the faith. We have to know. but. If we're in this place, we have to sit with where we are first. 
And it's not that we're never going to get back to believing because I use a ton of those positive affirmation principles in my life now. But first and foremost, we got to be willing to sit with the shit. Period. That's what it takes. And we have to we have to build our strength back for doing that work. For getting to a place where we accept. Whoa, 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 whoa. Accept, believe, no. Accept, believe, no. Whoa, I'm writing that down because hold on. Pausey, pause, 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 pause. Because I feel like that's where I was. But if you skip any of those steps, and a lot of people, I feel like a lot of self-help people try to move you into the believe portion first. But they're skipping the intrinsic first step, which is acknowledging where you're at and giving that space. And when we skip that, we're like buying ourselves into something we don't actually believe. We're just saying words at that point. We're not creating new experiences, right? And a new experience can bud from releasing yourself from the old first. Oh, and that's why this uh, what am I going to call it? Um, I'm like an intuition guide. Ugh! But that's what I am, right? A dream guide, whatever. I don't know what it's going to be called. But I think taking you through those steps so that you can get to a place of knowing. And, and it takes a while, I'm not going to lie, because you can't lie to yourself. But that's what we're talking about. And how did I get myself to that place? Because when I started, I was very much in this spiteful, angry place. And acceptance was so much of that journey. Was a huge portion of that. You know? (laughs) Acceptance. And had I never been willing to sit with the death of my own dream, I would never be in a place where I could do new dreams. We have to like learn from and value that experience first instead of spitefully resent it. We have to sort of forgive that to move on. There's no action in anger, right? So we got to get to a place where we can accept and release it. Okay, but first we have to do our greatness grounding because I actually have a really good greatness grounding. I have worked alongside a lot of really cool people who I don't know if they necessarily follow all of this. I don't know exactly what their journey is, but I know that they are like in contact reach of me all the time. And It would seem that people who who stay close to the spark 
without, even when they're not necessarily following the story, they feel the difference and they can model what you're doing. So that's the value of a single spark, of a single person saying, I'm going to do better. And when you see that, this is what happened, right? Like, this is why I suppose Adam Sandler has the same people in every single movie. My guess is those are just his buddies who stayed with him, followed his spark, and he brought them in on things. And so when I say things like, hey, (laughs) if you bought in and believed early, And I never had to sit and convince you. You just understood my potential. And you didn't question it. You will be rewarded, friends. I promise. However, if you didn't, and you sort of stayed always questioning it, kind of in the corner, like, I'm going to keep a close eye on you, and I'm going to believe in you when you're successful, yeah, nah. Right? Nah. Those people who got it instantly understood the value of what this is and who I am and what I'm capable of building. Those people deserve everything. Those are the people that I'm building systems for. You know? Like, okay. You're inspiring me. And I am capable of building something that allows you to put your heart to work. And I'm going to build something that's going to help you. And so I find it really interesting. And I'm going to wrap this because I want to get into the next point. But yesterday I had some conversations that I was just like, oh. And when you get it, you get it. And I had a conversation with someone yesterday that I was like, oh boy, they get it. And once you get it, there really is no looking back. Once you decide that you're going to do your dreams and that like the way the world looks is different today than it was yesterday because of that, that thing that clicked. And it's like that. It's like, there's something, there's something that happens. There's this like, major midlife moment that either changes you because there's someone around you that also changed or because you're going to be the spark. And no matter what, you're going to be a spark. You're going to spark someone else. But one of those two things happens and the world does not look any anywhere close to what it used to in an instant there's a moment and you'll remember it you'll remember it forever right what was mine oh yeah the whole auditorium went dark i was at a conference and i was like holy that's it your pain is your profit that is what a speaker said And who was he? Like a football player, ex-football player. Can't even remember. The whole arena went dark. I was like in this hyper-focused state of awareness that like, whoa. When volleyball ended for me, (laughs) 
I phoned it in. I phoned it in. And I've just been this angry, spiteful human every moment since then. Because of that ending. I'm ready to release that. I could build my life. That was not a death sentence. That was only the death of one thing. And I I actually lived that dream out. I saw that goal through. It was a completely different way, but I, I did it. And so now I got to sit with this and I got to let it go. And I am amazed. <laughs> at the change. Like, I have never been more excited about someone's personal moment than this one. Like, I was like, this is, this is your fucking moment. This is it. This was your moment. This was your wake up call. This was your realization. Holy shit. This was your auditorium going silent moment for you. Holy shit. We're going to do it. Right? And that is fucking awesome to watch. So yeah, um, that's my great thing. I had that moment with someone yesterday and I was like, whoa, holy crap. You're going to do it. Yep. You had that moment. And the only way to have that moment, right, is to have gone on some sort of journey where you accepted and you've begun to believe again. And then you have kind of this, this year or so of buildup of belief, not belief, of belief, of, of creating new experiences for yourself. And then you step into the knowing. And once you get there, <laughs> holy crap. Okay. Go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness. This is where you create that new experience, right? This is a part of stepping out of acceptance and starting to move to the belief that you can create your reality, that you can create something new for yourself. That you can. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> Part of believing is not skipping that first step. So I already said that. I already covered that. I said we can't just go, okay, I believe now. <laughs> I, I got a couple posters. Yeah, I got the right planner. I went to Walmart. I picked out the one with the motivational sayings. And so if I flip to that every month, like that's going to refocus me. Well, like we can't wait for that motivation. We need your belief in order for you to go after your dreams. We need your belief to be so strongly rooted in you that it starts to become unshakable. And it happens over time, right? Like, that's why when you go to the conference and it doesn't stick because you're constantly just re-motivating yourself. Well, that's because you're 
talking yourself into it. And words don't work. They're important, but they don't work. Why? Because we need experiences that back up the belief. We are not going deep enough with this one. We got to go deep. Right? We got to back it all the way up. So when I think about how this applies to my life right now, because I'm a parent, that's why we do what we do. Right? I say four things every single day to them so that this is like buried into their intrinsic experience in this life. And you say, well, I really want my kid to go out into the world and really believe in themselves and then get knocked down and then they don't. And I say the exact opposite. I would like my children to go out as fierce believing and knowing in themselves as possible, right? And it's funny because we we do that when they're little. We're like, yeah, you can walk whenever you want. I mean, if you're six months old and you just decide that you want to walk, like, oh my gosh, we're going to be calling everyone that we know. Oh my gosh, my child is so advanced. They're walking at six months. Can you even believe that? Right? And then this is where we sort of set set and we dial that in because everybody, some people in our lives are going to go, Oh, I'm super jealous. Like, Whoa, I got a kid the same and they're not expanding at the same rate. So then, so then what does that conversation look like? Um, I actually heard that if your kid walks before nine months that like their legs will be underdeveloped. And so like, that's really impressive, but I think you should probably really think about that. Like, really proud of Johnny, but, uh, right. And then there's the other parent that's going to say like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud. And you know, who's always going to be proud? Probably their grandparents, unless there's a weird situation there, but like, they're going to sound about the same as you. And they're going to go out telling the story of the amazingness of this child. And when do we give that up? Usually around like first or second grade, when other words start to penetrate their life and when other people start to judge and monitor our children and give us feedback about how we've done, right? Then the stakes are a little bit higher. So it's not just us going, oh, my child's so amazing. They're walking at nine months. And then you go into the pediatrician. They're like, actually, it's pretty normal for children to be walking anywhere from nine months until 18 months. Like you really shouldn't be all that impressed. It's pretty normal. And then you go, okay, well, it's normal. So um, I guess you're just mediocre. And then that's what we say. Uh, well, no, let's stay on that high horse. Let's not dumb that down. Why do we stop telling our children stories of their own amazement? Well, because of this. Uh, I don't want them to get hit with the world. I want my children to get hit with the world and have enough strength in their intrinsic knowing to not take the hit. Like, this has been buried in my soul since I was little. What? You're making fun of how I look? Oh, <laughs> I'm beautiful, so I don't understand. Hmm? I don't know. I don't see proof of that. 
what? You're making fun of my gap teeth? Like, I'm beautiful because of those. Because of my differences. There are not very many people in this world that have what I have. I'm so blessed. You're making fun of that? Okay. Sorry. And when we're adults, because that's probably been spoken out of us, because we maybe weren't lucky enough to have those words spoken into us so solidly with confirming experiences, right? With a parent presenting proof, right? So every time that you went to doubt that, where you go, oh, I forgot my homework. I'm so stupid. Like I say, my child is very intelligent. And I know that this just happened, but this experience is not true to what I know to be true about my child, who is smart, right? This was one time. And then I will ask, what do we need to build to help you with this if this is something that you're struggling with because you are smart? Maybe the system isn't working for you. Usually it's a system problem, not a personal problem. So if you hadn't been lucky enough to be built like that, and I don't know if that's actually lucky or if that's just, but I do do a lot of learning about parenting, partnering, so my relationship and being a person. Like I learn in those three things consistently through podcasts and, and videos and everything and reading all the things, um, usually around those three subjects. But if you were not lucky enough to have that, what this looks like right now in the common culture that we're in is skipping the acceptance step and moving right to the believe step. And when we move right to the believe step, we are constantly having to motivate and convince ourselves that we are a thing that we are not. You get that, right? And why doesn't that work? (laughs) Say it with me, friends. Words don't work. They're not enough. You have to have an experience creates proof of what it is that you want to believe. And the first step is accepting where you are now. So that might look like, here's my experience, right? And if you're going off of my specific story, and let's just use that as an example, I would say to you, hey, Um, I don't believe that I can go after my dreams because I failed at the first one that I put myself up to. Whoa. How many people are willing to say that? Well, that's what we need you to say, right? And then we dig a little bit deeper on that and we would say, okay, Hannah, but, but, Why didn't you get to that dream the first time if that's the issue, right? Like what happened and where are those roots leading us? And my roots led me directly to, I'm not smart. I have no money, right? And I'm going to, What was the third thing? This is my own life. What am I doing? 
right? I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. And I'm not right. I'm not from the right background. I don't come from the right place. And so I know those three things about me and those three things pretty much rooted me directly into this old life and this old belief. And I had no new experiences around those three things. And what it looked like prior to moving to a place of acceptance was me constantly telling myself, no, 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 I am smart. No, 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 I, I, I am, I can have money. I, I do have money, right? And I'm like convincing myself of all these things that I really don't believe. And the problem is that once that convincing wears off, once the strength of those words wears off, and it does, is we end up back in the same loop. We end up accepting the same circumstances. We end up repeating the same mistakes. We end up living the same life. Because we were never willing to accept where we were at. So what did acceptance look like for me? Hey, I had this experience. I did not make it where I said I was going to. And I did not make it because I have never believed that I was smart. And that came from this very untrue place, from this statement, from a teacher very early on in life. I never believed I was smart. I never believed that I was high class or or entitled to goodness in this life because of my low class status growing up. And I never believed that I could do things where I was or that my background of a small experience was valuable. Right? Okay. So, Those are the three things, right? Those are the three things that we need to start creating a new experience around. Well, Hannah, how do you start creating an experience around your intelligence? Well, for me, I started forcing myself to write every day, right? That was going to be the solution for me. That was what I told myself. If I did that and people read it and even with the errors or even with everything right if if they read and responded to it that would be proof for me that i was smart enough to do some things so i just started writing and as i started writing people started responding and that sort of built a new experience for me whoa okay maybe you weren't that dumb hmm And I could begin to believe that I was actually intelligent from just that one little thing. So once we find the roots of what's holding you back, we accept that you're in this place of not being those things. And we stop trying to force our own hand at being those things, right? We try to to work with words instead of doing the actual work. Once we get down to the acceptance and we understand what those three things are, we're going to start to structure new experiences for you. And we're going to ask that question, Hannah, if you write every day and people actually respond to it, if they actually listen and respond and appreciate what you're doing, 
will that be enough for you to consider yourself smart? And I said, yeah, certainly. That'd be a great start. Okay. So then that's what we did. Right? And the other three, two things, right? I just continued building similar experiences. And they started as small tests. Right? Something small that I could do from right where I was. And that's how we're going to structure everything. If you were going to start today, what does that look like? If we're going to start turning this into something you could believe, what's a new experience we can create? Holy cow. <laughs> Did I just figure out my coaching? Yup. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> duh. And I, I have known this, right? But for whatever reason, everything clicks at one time. And I think it it is always once we get to the level of knowing and never before that. Like, I think you get little glances into what's possible. But once you're in this steady state of knowing, everything keeps flowing. And it's pretty effing incredible. <laughs> As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, I've enjoyed spending time with you and I cannot thank you enough for making what I do possible. If you want to continue to support the show and therefore continue the development of everything that we're doing here with the death of a dream and the development of local and all of the platforms that allow dreamers to do, you can go ahead and connect with us on socials at local shop space and connect with me on socials at Hannah us and I would love to see you there. Go ahead and check out all of our websites and everything that we do here. I would love you to do all of that, to like, share, and, and comment on everything that we're doing. But bottom line, I, I just want you to do your dreams. And as long as you're going after the things that set your heart on fire, that's all that really matters change the world. Mm -hmm.